Hello and welcome to session eight of Angel Insights, brought to you by Syndicate Room. Now, I'm incredibly excited to introduce to you today Peter Shankman. Peter is an author, entrepreneur, investor and speaker and is best known for founding Helper Reporter Out, which is currently the largest free source repository in the world. And in June of 2010, less than two years after Peter started Harrow in his apartment, it was acquired by Vocus Inc. Additionally, Peter is also the founder and CEO of The Geek Factory Inc., a boutique social media marketing and PR strategy firm located in New York with clients worldwide. And if that wasn't enough, Peter is the author of four best-selling books. But finally, how can we forget what we are all here for? Peter is a phenomenal angel investor with investments in the likes of Namely, Daily Worth, Pixability and Simplist. So without further ado, may I introduce to you Peter Shankman. Peter, welcome to Angel Insights. Good to be here, thank you. Now, can you start off by telling us how you made your move into the investing world? It seems quite a jump from the uh, New York Times bestseller. Yeah, I, I created a, a, a website called Helper Reporter Out, or HARA, which connected journalists with sources around the world. And when that was acquired, it uh, about four years after I started it, it gave me a little bit of money to, uh, to start angel investing. And and from there, did you have a strategy at the beginning, or did you kind of follow friends, or what was your process? A couple were uh, friends, people who had invested in, in products that uh, they told me were beneficial. Others were really uh, things that I like. You know, I think that Warren Buffett's uh, strategy is to invest in things he uses. And so I said, you know, what what, what do I understand here? Where's the logic? Um, and uh, you know, some were right, some were wrong, but but here we are. So if you if you were to say you know what you look for in investments, do you look at specific metrics or do you look at people or what is it for you that attracts you? Well, for me, the initial hit is, is always people. People have to start. Um, you know, show me what you're about. Show me who you are. The type of person you are. Um, you know, the concept of um, of uh, a perfect example. If I go to a meeting. Uh, your first meeting and you're, you're not on time, you know, or you're 10 minutes late or you haven't done your homework on who I am, things like that. It tells me a lot about you and chances are it's going to tell me a lot about the company and chances are we'll never see each other again. And in terms of skill requirements, do you think that founders uh, should have, you know, technical skills or do you think that's not necessary? Do you prefer founders or coders? I never had any, I had very few technical skills when I was running my company. For me, it's very much about what you're doing and how to do it. You know, if you have, if you know your if you know what you're doing, uh, you know you hire the right people. That's the best thing you can do. And then, what was your first investment, if you don't mind me asking? My first investment was in a company uh, called Snap Goods, which then became a company called uh, Nodes, and they are still they still exist. It wasn't as great as I was hoping for, but they still exist. Um, I've had several successes after that uh, investing in companies such as um, Namely, Absolutely. which is uh, online HR in the cloud. I was an original angel with them. Um, I was also an original investor in Daily Worth, which is a company that um, financial for women. Financial for women, yeah. Absolutely. So those two are are doing very very well. And then you said it didn't provide the return that you necessarily expected or wanted. What return do you want as an angel? Is it a two x or is it a hundred x? Obviously, you, know, you want a hundred x, but. Uh, I, obviously, everyone wants a hundred x, but for me, you know, I, I'm uh, very much of the occasion that if if the company does well and I make uh, my money back plus a little bit, you know, and and we've helped people, I'm very happy. That's I don't I don't need more than that. And what role do you take in the company after investing? Are you are you merely a kind of source of capital, or do you provide 
serious mentoring and advice along the journey? Um, I do provide mentoring. Uh, for me, it's very much about you know uh, finding the right people and letting them do what they do to the best of their ability. So, you know, if they don't want involvement, you know, I'm happy to not be involved. It really, if they're really good at what they're doing and they, but if they ask questions, I'm also more than happy to help them. You know, it, it, it I like to, I like to see what they're doing and how they can do on their own. Uh, assuming they're good, then I'm fine with that. Do you like for your portfolio companies to keep in contact with you frequently? Very much so. Yes. Yeah. And, and looking back at your investments, do you find that there's a pattern in terms of sector uh, you know, do you invest in sectors that you particularly specialize in? Uh, I think I like the I like things in the cloud. Basic, you know, it's funny. I like basic, normal things that we do um, every day. Uh, how are those going in the cloud and getting involved? You know, if you look at the kind of things like, um, you know, Namely is a perfect example. You know, uh, HR. Right, we're never going to get away from HR. Well, that might not be the sexiest thing in the world to invest in if you're looking at like HR versus Uber or something like that. But let's face it, HR is not going away. Absolutely. You know? and, and so, if we could find new ways to do that, and better ways to do that, then everyone wins. Do you see any other sectors that are definitely not going anywhere? For instance, the legal or insurance sector. Or... Yeah, I mean, all those types of sectors. You know, they're they're here. They're, they might not be sexy. But they are everything we want them to be, and because because the, at the end of the day, I've n- I've not met any company that starts that doesn't need insurance. I've never met a company that starts that doesn't need some form of HR as they grow. I've never met a company that doesn't need you know the basic things. You know, again, they're not Uber, they're not Airbnb, but there are billions of companies out there who think they are the next Uber for whatever, and will never make it off the ground. If you look at sort of the non-sexy industries, you'd be amazed how much money is there. Absolutely, and with these non-sexy industries, do you do you require the products? So, for for namely, did you have to see it working and really feel it, or did you um, go on? The I got idea? I got it immediately. Um, immediately. Not to, I got I, I knew exactly what 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 the concept was immediately and how it worked. That it was it was almost a no-brainer for me. But when investing, would you ever invest in ideas? Sometimes, if the people are strong enough. Yeah, yeah, it really does come down to the people. And you invest with a with a selection of co investors. I do, I do. I have a few people I know, a few friends I know. Uh, we've we've done some stuff together, but yeah. And what are the characteristics you look for there? Do, do you want them to have the sector knowledge, or do you want them to have the contacts, or them? I think the best thing that you can do is trust people uh, who have proven themselves over time. Absolutely. And so for me, you know, I got uh, the recommendation, and namely through a friend who I who I do trust, and that's obviously gone. Very, very well. And I'm sure at some point in the next few years, I'll have to buy him a very nice bottle of Johnny Walker Blue or something. But, you know, <laughs> I, I will have absolutely no problem doing that, you know. Absolutely. So that, that to me, is, is, is the key. And obviously with writing of the, the books, I, uh, it's been four or five? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the books have been, I've written four. Four. So with the process of writing, have you applied any of that to investing in terms of patience, structure, and any form of the writing process have you applied to investing, or is, do you think any is transferable? I, you know, look, I'm the most ADHD person you'll ever meet in the world, so it's probably better that I don't have too much structure because it'll probably hurt me. Um, for me, it's, it's ideas of of what I can do, how I can, how people can benefit from <clears throat> what the product is, which I suppose is the same thing I do when I write. How people can benefit from what I'm writing, you know. But at the end of the day, you want to create. Um, benefits for people you want the businesses you invest in to, to create benefits for people to help make the world a little better and okay so here's an example nice companies finish first okay brilliant book absolutely loved it 
if you had a great startup who didn't adhere to to principles <laughs> like the collaborative um, working style and was very very against your ethos, would you invest if you still thought it had potential? No, no. You gotta. You know, it's the same reason that there might be. Um... Uh, there are tons of great companies out there, but I, I believe that if they don't have the um, the basics, such as you know the concept of nice, the concept of of good um, CSR things like that, then then no, I have a I have a, a problem with that. I will not invest. And so you would come in and advise them on their management structure. Correct. Okay, absolutely. And then with regards to social media, do you play an active role in advising your portfolio companies, or do you leave that to them? I do advise uh, on occasion. I have done that in the past, um, if they ask. Yeah. You know, I, I I look at the Facebook mentality, which is that you post something online, and all of a sudden half the world becomes a fucking expert in that. And, uh, <laughs> I'm dealing with that right now. I'm trying Soylent. Okay. And uh, yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, so far, I'm I'm happy with it. You know, but look again for me, it's about simplicity. Yeah. And and that's simple. Uh, you know, that's a simple way of doing things. But and also, I'm going to be on the road for three weeks this month, so just to have the packages with me saves me so much trouble. And is it nice? Yeah, I mean, it's not you know. It, is it is it a pizza? Is it a steak? No, but it does what is I it need. Nutritional. It is. Oh, completely. One hundred percent. Oh, perfect. Uh, are you an investor in Soylent? Uh no, I'm not. What a shame. Uh, yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> and then also, in terms of PR for your companies, obviously you've got an incredibly successful PR firm. Do you take an active role in helping them with their PR, or give them? You know, is that one of your value adds to give them? your team behind you supporting them with the PR and are there any kind of I help them um, I help them with uh, I, I have a, a lot of um, connections to the media so that when I do know media is working on specific stories I do uh, kick them in so I have um, several times I've got Namely Press and things like that I'm happy to do it and how do you see PR changing over time I think it's become more um, less about blasting to everyone in the world and more about Doing your homework. If you don't do your homework, I have I have serious issues for you. But do you think it is you know going more and more towards short content, or do you think Twitter will reach a limit and you know 140 characters is short enough? Um, I think at the end of the day, it's it's not short enough. You need to make sure that what you're doing is the right uh, the right thing to do. Absolutely. And so I you know I think that that in terms of Twitter, you're not going to be able to get your message across. It's it's still about relationships. Sure, sure. Uh, and how do you build your relationships then with your portfolio companies? Do you have regular meetings, coffees? Um, I ask them for updates via email, mm-hmm. um, which they do provide. Sometimes I'll meet with them in person. Um, you know, look, I, I'm very hands-off in the respect that if I believe what you're doing, I'm fine with that. You know, if I believe in what you're doing, I'm fine with that. So if you can uh, show me that, then I will, I'll step away. And then, can we finish with a quick fire round where I say a short statement and you give me your immediate thoughts? By all means. So That's you... actually how I, how I wish life was, was led, because life would be much easier if I could do everything in a quick fire statement. <laughs> okay, best angel investing resource? I like AngelList, but I also, I'd, I'd say even more than that is my, is my network of my own personal friends. Would you ever look to do AngelList syndicates? I've looked into it. I've looked into it. I haven't done it, I haven't done it yet. It's certainly something I've considered. How do you deal with potentially missing out on an investment? Uh, the same way I deal with missing out on that girl I should have dated in high school. Life goes on. Do something better next time. The hardest aspect of angel investing? Not uh, 
every angel investor has to learn that they're not going to make their money back right away. And on average, it's going to take anywhere from seven to eight years. Um, you can have a lot of failures, but all you need is one success. But it takes a long time to, for people to realize that. You know, everyone is like, oh, I angel invested in one company on Uber, and now I made it. Yeah, you know, and plus the 50 you failed at. You've got 10 companies in your portfolio, say. How many would you expect to, to fly? I'd be happy with one. Happy with one. And then the most recent investment you've made and why you said yes? Most recent investment I made actually was, oh God, what was um, I invested in a movie, um, of all things. So a friend of mine was producing a film, and it's called Bad Behavior. Um, it was a, a, a horror uh, thriller flick, and it did surprisingly well in Asia. Um, and uh, I, did, I said yes because she was a friend of mine, and I thought it would be fun to have my own IMDb page. Absolutely. <laughs> did you make your money back? I did. Uh, it's a pretty good film then. I mean, Yeah, I'll take that. And the next industry to be disrupted, and why? I still think that we're at just the very, very beginning of the sort of gig economy, um, you know, in the respect that wanting things when we want them. Uh, I'm looking very, very heavily at parking right now in terms of what companies like Lux are doing. Um, you know, uh, sort of like Uber for parking. I, I envision a day where basically everything we do is, is sort of Uberized, uh, hopefully with, with better people and better corporate social responsibility, but I do believe that we're moving towards that environment. So do you think Uber 4 will dominate? I think they've improved tremendously. They did hire a, they did hire a corporate social responsibility person. They hired a, uh, an ethics person. Um, you know, I, when they were just being the bro company that they set out to be, I thought they would fail, but I think they're doing a lot better now. I also wrote a piece a little over two years ago that Yelp would be out of business um, in, in two years, and I'm pretty close to that as well, so... And then what does the average day for Peter Shankman look like? Fill us in. Uh, up super early. Um, I tend to um, get workouts in early. Do you meditate? Are you a Headspace fan? Uh, I'm, I meditate when I run. Okay. That's how I stay clean. Um, then mostly work. I try to as, as few meetings as possible. I hate most people. In a perfect world, I'd much rather Skype you. Um, you know, I don't like to meet for lunch. I don't like to do whatever. You know, my one my one downfall is uh, a really good martini and a steak. Um, it's funny when, when I do the way my brain works is that you know if I do Soylent for a month, that's how I have to go all or nothing. Yeah, absolutely. and so for me, that's. Uh, you know, the simplicity of that is, is genius. Do you do that with investing then? Do you put large sums in or do you kind of spread it for a diverse... No, I do spread it. I do spread it for a diverse uh, uh, world. But um, I think that it's... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we live in a society where we expect to be treated like crap. And if, if, if we can just treat our clients one or two levels above crap at the most, we're fine. That's really all we need. Do you apply that to investing? Is there is there is there a method of application? Oh, yeah. I look, I look for companies that, again, you know... The simple act of, of knowing about me and knowing who I am and reaching out to me and doing your homework tells me that you're one level above crap and I'm going to have a second meeting with you. Well, Peter, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm a huge fan. It's been an absolute honour chatting to you. Hey, my pleasure was mine. Glad to do it. What an incredible episode with Peter. And as always, you can find the accompanying article to this episode on Syndicate Room's website at www.syndicateroom.com. And we would absolutely love to hear what you think of the show and if there's any ways you would like it to be improved or amended. So please do send us an email to harry.stebbings at syndicateroom.com or you can tweet us at syndicateroom. We would love to hear your thoughts and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.